0: I'm, I'm, what? No. There. That's where it starts. That was horrifying. <laughs> Why would you do that?
1: I am a devil.
0: Um, yes.
1: <laughs> I like to I scare mean, David. no duh.
0: Then again, I was scaring you yesterday.
1: R- actually, so during a... Rec- <laughs> while we were recording um, Mr. Hop's Playhouse and David's in his creepy furry bunny suit, um, uh, it got late in the night and because... I, I'm i not uh, accustomed to being up terribly late because I have to wake up at 6.45 for work. I am like it, it's like 1 and I'm about to fall asleep and he comes over to me in his bunny costume while I'm about to fall asleep on the couch and he's like are you okay honey? And he's petting my hand and like being comforting <laughs> in the fucking creepy bunny costume. <laughs> and then there's Gwen who's like looking and like like, this is so adorably creepy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that that bunny costume is terrifying. It really is. Yeah. Like, Gwen did a great job making it look really scary, so.
1: Um, I used to, when I was little, I used to have the a fear of costume characters. Like, I would not go up to those guys at Disneyland, and I was like, noob. So, um, I'm fine now, but, like, there's times when you were, like, staring at me, and I'm like, oh boy, I can kind of feel that fear a little bit. It's not, again, it... <laughs> It's like it's like a I don't know how to explain it. It's like a nostalgic fear, or like yeah, I'm not afraid yeah. of them anymore. But at the same time, there's like a mm.
0: there's something be- deep and buried in there, and I yeah. get that. and I was aware that was in the back of my head when I realized that as I you know was coming over to check on you, and make sure you were okay, and be like, hey, Kayla, if you're sleepy. That's it's okay, but you have to clear the set because you're sleeping on the couch that we're using in the next shot. But I was like, Hey, you okay? And I'm doing this completely aware that I've got this giant horrifying mascot head on. And just like, yeah, this is I I, I wonder if that I could lo if I could if this is counterintuitive. <laughs> At the very least, it did get you, get you up, and then you kind of, you meandered upstairs and went to sleep. Yeah. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. so that was an interesting shoot. Hey, for anyone who's just joining us, welcome to Undercooked Analysis, and keep an eye out. Uh, this Friday, uh, Mr. Hop's Playhouse, based on a, a video game that I don't know much about, that's apparently a big indie hit with all the kids who like the horror, um, <laughs> is uh, coming out. The, the musical parody of it is coming out from Random Encounters, and uh, both me and Kayla are in it. Uh, I play Mr. Hop, and uh, you play a disturbed parent?
1: Yes. Yes. I, I play a disturbed mother, so.
0: Yes. Uh, and that should be fun. But we're not here to talk about Mr. Hop's Playhouse.
1: No. Uh, <laughs> Thankfully. We got, we got <laughs> other guests involved. Um, we got Abysme and Paprika joining us.
0: What Hello.
1: up? And then also uh, we got a peanut gallery <laughs> as well. Uh, Sade's in the Peanut Gallery, kind of listening in.
0: Sade has been busily snacking on uh, on Circus Peanuts this whole time. Yes, it's a Circus Peanut Gallery,
2: uh, and so we told her that she has to mute herself. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, Sade uh, is welcome to chime S- in at S- any point. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, so, so, <laughs> a gonna...
2: manager listening in. <laughs>
0: yes, our... Sade is. I mean, that is true.
2: Sade is a
1: manager listening in and kind of just enjoying. The show.
0: Right now. Yeah. So Sade, Sade is here in spirit. Like Sade is astral projecting himself. So mm. all right. So that uh, did, did I? Did you? Did y'all you get the link? By the way. Yes. Okay. Good.
1: So we are reading a uh, Prass story or a Prassicore story. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, Prass has submitted a story for us to read. Uh, it's apparently part one, which I'm kind of curious about, but. Uh, Thank you, Prass, for Uh, sending us this, and we... He
1: told me, um, also, uh, uh, my gosh, I am blanking. I'm sorry, uh, to promote, uh, his, uh, couple things for him, if we're gonna read this.
0: Okay, uh, do we do that now, or do we do after? We can do it at
1: the end, Let's do it at the end. Yeah, so, um, we'll make sure to, uh, promote that at the end. Yeah. So, um, I always like a good Prass story, so, um, I'm always down for Good Prass
0: stories are... Good. I'm a little out of it. We, like I said, we were up till I think I was up till three thirty last night.
2: I think doing, we're all a little shoot. sleepy right now, honestly. <laughs>
0: Welcome to undersleep, un- undersleep, underslept, undercovers,
2: Unders- undercovers. Now that sounds sexy.
0: <laughs> that's that's the after dark version of this podcast, <laughs> available only on Patreon. Except not actually. <laughs> The choicest of dregs, if you will. Patrons,
1: if you want a, a sexy version of Undercooked Analysis,
0: if you want a semi-nude count twenty dollars a involved. minute.
2: <laughs> sexy shingles, your the only, area. <laughs> the
0: only problem, the only problem is we can't. This can't be a sexy episode of Undercooked Analysis because Alan isn't here.
1: Yeah, True. and he's the sexiest one of all of us. Let's be honest here.
0: Well, I mean, you can. I, Alan is the one person who I think can uniron, unironically use the uh, the what adverb or adjective "handsomely"
1: yes as a
0: descriptor for himself. I, I said handsomely.
1: handsomely. Oh my god!
0: It doesn't even seem ironic. It's not. It'll just go. Yes, it's true. Yep.
1: I mean, it's true. It's like Alan, you handsome son of a bitch.
2: Can this be a voluptuous episode instead then?
1: Yes. Sure. This yeah. could be
0: a voluptuous episode. Is that
1: the subtitle? The voluptuous episode. <laughs> this is
0: a, this is a very voluptuous episode of of Undercooked Analysis.
2: A sultry
3: episode.
0: Voluptuous <gasps> yes, Th- <Voluptoraptors>. <laughs> Raptors.
2: Yes,
1: Voluptuous Raptors.
0: There it is.
2: <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Voluptuous Raptors podcast. <laughs>
0: I don't know. See, I, um, this makes me wonder how many uh, sort of like Prass tropes will be in this story. Nothing against Prass. It's just that, you know, he, he has a subject matter he knows really well in, in general. And uh, his stories tend to factor around that. So I'll be curious what uh, he's telling. I know nothing about the
1: animals,
0: story. Let's find out. Animals by Pink Floyd.
1: Yes. Well, it's it's specifically animals. Um, And, and Pink, Pink Floyd. And Pink Floyd. But also... <laughs> Uh, animals, but it, it, we might be able to find dinosaurs in here. But if not, the, in, I'm assuming.
2: More. What a dinosaur in a past story.
0: Blasphemy. No. Uh, so this. One,
1: this one's called the twins. Is
0: so the twins part one?
1: Part one. Um. Uh. If we if we want to want to read more, we. Uh,
0: like, we'll we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Yeah, but he
1: only sent us part one, so
0: that's fine. We'll see if he wants to send us more after we uh, we go through and thoroughly henpeck this story. Anyway, because uh, uh, you know how it is. Sade, with
1: us. pick the order for us. Make it random. I'm gonna let our manager decide
2: who will. <laughs> yeah.
1: Who will? Uh... Manager,
2: what are we doing on air today? Manager, yeah. senpai. Uh, okay, paprika first, what then you? Kayla, and then Abby, now and then David last.
0: <laughs> so so and now um, i'm
2: gone okay <laughs> whoa it was paprika kayla
1: abby david yes paprika yeah. kayla abby david
0: there we go that works okay okay
1: that was like an earthquake when I was here. <laughs> dear,
2: dear jeffrey that's all i'm saying <laughs> okay <laughs>
1: Right, Best line ever. Uh, it's 10.49 p.m., though in a few seconds it'll be 11.49 p.m. Okay.
0: Oh, oh crossing time zones. Gotcha. Yeah. And
1: behind me, two kids are playing a game of war. Mm, good God.
0: <laughs> what is <laughs> it good for?
1: Absolutely nothing. We're going to
0: be here for a thousand years. Sorry, we... <laughs> sorry. It's okay. That's and not one of a bad reference.
1: Bangs on his tray every time he loses a round. In a row adjacent to ours, an older woman is snoring like an angry boar. <laughs> David,
2: did you get, are going to be the sounds for us?
0: No, did you hear that? That was Gracie. Yeah. Oh, oh that, was Gracie.
2: that was Gracie. That was perfect timing. I thought timing. that was David. No,
1: that, no, that <laughs> was Gracie. That was weirdly perfect timing. Good girl. Good girl. <laughs> wow. The flight attendant still hasn't brought out uh, the drink cart. Unlike you, I can't bring myself to fall asleep and I'd rather the plane crash into a mountain than sit through Jurassic World falling <laughs> <laughs> There it is.
0: There oh, it I've been is. There. there it is.
1: I feel like I should take a drink
0: anytime.
1: time. So. <laughs> uh, Fallen Kingdom again. So now's a good time as any to do something I should have done before we left.
3: I love you, this you know. After this is all done, I hope that you get some understanding of just how much I love you. What I'm about to do fills me with fear and pain, but... I do it without hesitation, in the hopes that you will get better. I don't know that you will, but we've exhausted every possible option. If there is even the slightest chance that you can be relieved of the incredible agony that you've had to endure for over two years, then it is worth any chance and any risk.
0: Hmm. I've never very met serious. some. Hmm, it's very serious.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I've never met someone who has had who had more compassion and more generosity than you. You have given me more than I deserve, without pr- pr- promise of a return. I don't know how you found the strength to forgive your brother, but I was literally in awe when you did. I saw you do something that I could never do. Now that hindsight is starting to kick in, I wish I had spent more time at the animal shelter with you. I wish that I had taken you to South Africa, like you'd always talked about. I wish that I had gotten a chance to see the Lord of the Rings with you. Yes, the extended <laughs> editions. <laughs> there is a chance I may still yet do all those things with you, but I do not trust to, ho- I do not trust to hope. I know. I know better. Hmm.
2: I'm afraid to start off this explanation by revealing that I lied to you, because this will set a poor tone for the rest of this. But I did. We are not going to visit my parents in Ariada. or at least that's not why I wanted to go. They are doing well enough, and barring any unforeseen strangeness, though I'm not sure that I can, they are not about to die anytime soon. I have a different reason for wanting to bring you to my hometown a reason I hope will bear fruit there may cure there may be a cure for your cancer here oh, an end to the pain well is it cancer i don't know yeah yeah and I, I the beginning and the beginning of a new life together cancer may be like a analogy uh, or there may be more pain in store for both of us as i said there's a chance that's a chance I'm willing to take. I so, can't
3: imagine that's an analogy. I think it probably just is literally cancer. To
2: cure your cancer here, but we don't really know what you talk,
0: what he's talking about. Yeah, so. the, the the tricky part This um, is a, uh, this is epistolary already so, since it's a letter.
1: By the way, whenever um this has been one thing that I've always been kind of bothered by whenever someone mentions cancer in a story. Um and this is I mean, not bothers me, but I feel People should know better. uh, Is the idea when people say, "I have cancer," and it's like, "Well, what kind?" Usually, when people are dying of cancer, yeah, they say,
2: "I have lymphoma" or or "I have pancreatic cancer" or something, yeah, or
1: yeah, or it's like, "I have," uh, um, yeah, just you usually know the specific one. You don't just say, "Well, I have cancer." Okay, you got to be more specific. I feel like in real life, people are more specific than that.
3: Sure, yeah, there's there's a lot of. This is implying that there's no obvious treatment, like breast cancer has a pretty high treatment rate these days. If this dude's flying over multiple time zones to probably get some exotic cure, we can infer that it's a cancer that is very advanced, or maybe it's somewhat novel, and there isn't treatment.
1: Even then, like, like, uh, okay, this is dark, but my grandpa died of a rare form of uh tissue cancer but we he still mm-hmm. th- th- when we talked about it it's like he, uh, of your tissue cancer or
0: but this is also being written to yeah. someone who is actually suffering from it and it's maybe they've already True. had a chance to discuss this they don't need to if they're writing mm-hmm. to that they person that person yeah. already knows what kind of cancer they have a so. good
2: point okay
0: yeah yeah that's just, that's right No,
2: this is this is a flower emotional letter between two people this isn't um the, like, yeah, this isn't uh, a description of um, I no the sleep cancer sleep I got.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I have a certain type of cancer. It's,
1: I just think, well, because... This entire
0: story is, is the length of one no-sleep title. Well, there's... Remember, so far. <laughs>
1: remember, there was that part in God's Not Dead where the one girl's dying of cancer, and she's like, I have cancer. I'm like, what kind? You're not saying what kind. You're just, I have cancer. Okay? Yeah. Even the doctor's like, you have cancer.
0: Look, I found out yeah. that I have a cancer too many television,
1: television waves. waves.
0: But anyway...
3: <laughs> I... Millimeter wave technology. <laughs> okay.
1: uh, is it my
0: turn? Uh, I, or, uh, uh, yeah, it's your. It's you. Uh,
1: I haven't told you much about the town of Arietta because there isn't much to tell you, and that's because there isn't much to the town itself. When you live in a city like Portland, hey, hey. hey. we were just talking about this.
0: Choice drags.
2: It sounds like a terrible place. I never want to go there.
1: (laughs) Somewhere Sade is just fewing in the background, too. Like, both of us, like, "Mm." You think... uh, So,
2: here's the plan. Here's the plan. Make Sade talk.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Do everything you can. Portland sounds like
2: a dirty city. (laughs) (laughs) How
1: dare you? (laughs) Uh, You think of a small... Wait, when you live in a city like Portland, you think of a small town as having about 35... Thousand people no i don't think mm. like that actually when i think small town well okay
2: it depends on where you're from yeah okay well, if but you're even, from like alabama small town means something different well yeah okay,
1: but when i lived in portland like i like my mom was from a small town and it was of a thousand people like that's when i thought of it as small there's a lot of Fucking
2: small towns around. Mm-hmm. You know what? I have a new definition for a small town. If you live somewhere and you're like um, grocery store, you have this special grocery store that's better. That's like going to Dave and Buster's, and it has all of the special things. You're in a small town.
3: What? <laughs> Yes.
2: So, you That's know what I'm talking definition. about? No, yeah. I
3: don't. What the hell did you just say?
2: <laughs> so, if you have one store in town and it's the only place that you can buy, I don't know, your favorite gummy bears or or um, that one cake, the only place in the entire place, this entire city that makes like actually good cake, then you're in a small town. Okay. What does yeah.
3: it have to do with Dave and Buster's?
2: It's like it's like where you go to get the stuff you want. So it's like an adventure. I, I get I
1: get what you mean. David
0: Busters, okay. where you go to get the stuff you want. Okay, so new tagline twenty twenty. Oh, shut
1: up, David. <laughs> I get what I, I get. What means?
0: No, I do too. I just really like that idea that that would be a tagline for David Busters,
1: <laughs> where you get everything you need.
0: <laughs> you don't get what you want there. You don't get what you need there. You get what you want there.
1: But when I was w- young, only about three hundred people live in, lived in Arietta, so I think it's safe to say that it's a really is a small town. Yeah, that's really small. That but is By whichever metric you use, Route Ten runs right through the center of town. Uh, but apart from that, it is dead set in the absolute middle of nowhere. Where you head north or south, east or west, you'll soon find yourself surrounded by vast wilderness in the middle midst of the Adirondacks.
3: Adirondacks. What are they? Adirondacks. Okay, I don't. Mountain. It's
1: a special type of fish. Where is this located? Where okay? Where is uh, where are the Arid Or is that a, <laughs> no? It's somewhere na-
2: near Portland. Is it?
0: Uh, no.
2: I, I, it says Adirondacks.
0: Iron Dax. They're in New York.
2: I didn't. Okay, I, that's what I was.
0: <laughs> we have the internet right at our fingertips, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Adirondacks are in New York. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Okay. State,
3: okay. not city. State, obviously. Right. Oh boy. I know that I've mentioned to you that I've had problems with my parents. Their divorce was particularly stressful for me, especially given that I was only 12. 12 was an awkward time for many, and for me, it meant my first period, the death of my cat, Winston, and an increase in my parents' fighting. It was only made worse by the fact that, after fighting, my mother turned her frustrations towards me. She'd shout at me for seemingly no reason or else command me to do any number of pointless chores. By the time they announced their divorce, I was sick of it all. I hated them with as much disdain as my young heart could feel.
0: Well, Ooh, our what um, a
1: cheerful story. I know, Did, right? I I think I've read this.
0: Really? Uh-oh.
1: I think yeah. C- continue. I think I've read this, though. So.
0: You know, um this does reveal uh, this does okay, so we we know we we know our we know our, our um narrator is writing to Jeffrey. Jeffrey. We now have a sense that our um our protag is now or, or at least was biologically is biologically female or was mm-hmm. biologically female. I guess we'll see where this goes. So I ran away from home. It was a very childish thing to do, and so very typical of a kid from the 90s, but I just couldn't think of any other way to get back at them, apart from seriously hurting myself, a point which I hadn't quite made it to.
1: I've read this. He has sent this to me before, because he was Uh... asking some writing advice, so... Okay. Are we going to continue the story then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can continue yeah. it. We, well, let me... Kayla's
0: Kayla's got secrets. So just reveal the ending to us. It, three of
3: us plus our manager haven't read it, so.
2: Yeah. Plus, it's uh, look,
1: look. You can just
3: tell me that Rosebud is
0: the sled. Okay? Our manager
2: still hasn't read it after this video. <laughs> just it, you
1: know, say
0: it true.
2: It's
1: been a while since I've read this. It's
0: been a while. It's
1: been a while. Like I didn't even remember it until it finally got to that one part because I was like, wait, I remember.
3: Adirondacks. This.
1: Well, no, no, I don't... No, no, no. Like, the part where he was talking about, like... Because I remember there was a point, uh, Prass actually reached out to me, he's like, why would a 12-year-old girl run away from home? And, because he's like, I just want I want a good reason, and I... <laughs> because
0: can't. she lives in the Adirondacks. <laughs> help. Send well, <I>, help.
2: <laughs> because your mom.
0: If mom. you are a loved one or suffering from Adirondacks, you may be liable for compensation. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, so I have read this. It's been a while, but I... And even then, um... Like like any story, it's like... It's like, oh, I've read it once, but... There might be...
0: Whatever. 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 So, it's not as if I was planning on actually making it very far from home. Just enough to give them both a good fright. I contemplated whether or not to leave them a letter, but I decided against it. The town was so small that it wouldn't take them long to find me once they realized what I had done and I wanted to make sure I had made a good distance. That was uh, the way they'd, that way they'd have a nice chunk of time to worry. If I was lucky, they might even take some responsibility for it, but I wasn't hopeful. So. Has anyone here ever attempted to like mock run away from home to make a point to their parents? This this is not a jokey question. This is a serious question. Uh -uh.
3: I did also because my parents were getting divorced, but I didn't have the balls to go to the next town. I just went down the street.
2: <laughs> I remember vaguely having getting the balls to to run away, and then like immediately losing them when my dad came home from work. <laughs> that was my the entire my entire plan was literally to go out and cross the street and just hang out by the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: I think I th- uh, I thought about it, but then like um, I was like I didn't know really have a plan after like leaving home and being like oh, oh no
3: you don't. Like, yeah, because yeah. yeah. your, your
2: worldview doesn't doesn't know what's beyond, and that and that was the idea. It's
1: like, oh, where would I run away to? And, th- and that's what was always stopped me. Rather, so
3: we yeah. just we just watched uh, Inside Out for the first time, and in that movie, oh, uh, yeah. the little girl tries to run away to Minnesota on a bus. And, um, the entire time, I'm like, what are you gonna do when you get there? You have no house. What are you doing? That, girl had I realized, little,
2: that little girl had way more balls than I did, that's for sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And then I realized you when you're that young, you don't think that far ahead. So no, her, her emotional your board
0: board. her emotions were super borked though, so like True. Like she I, had no core memories. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> great yeah, movie like though, that, by the
3: way. Everyone go watch that. Yeah, Inside out movie. Inside
0: Out is great. Um Yeah, so that was um Where where were we? Oh yeah, sorry. Alright, so I, the, knew- I just read
2: I knew exactly where I wanted to go. Just a few blocks away from my house was Otter Lake. On the eastern side of the lake, there is a, there is a trail. The only walking trail out of Arietta It's not all that well kept because it doesn't get used much at all. If you follow the trail, it leads east for about a half mile or so before you come to a small clearing. There you'll come to the ruins of what used to be called New Dover. What the people in in town now call Old Arietta.
3: <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah. Is absolutely. it by New Dover or Old Arietta? I don't quite recall. <laughs> <laughs> Bail, it's the same place. Oh, that's right. Is
2: this the red door? Or the-,
0: the blue hipster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even Old New York was once New Amsterdam.
1: Why they changed it, I can't say. People
0: just liked it better that way. It's your, your turn.
1: Uh, well, ruins might not be the right word for it. That makes it sound more spectacular than it really is. Far from the broken battlements of Eastern European Castle or the crumbling stones of a Mayan pyramid, the remnants of old Arietta consist of a few scattered poles sticking straight up out of the ground, the former foundations of uh, small houses made of straw and mud. Other poles lay half buried in the earth, some of them still tied with strands of rope. There are also a few short stone walls made from uh, the rocks collected from the workers digging into the thin soil. Apart from that, there's nothing left.
3: Huh. Huh. Hmm. I wonder how old these are. How how old is New Dover? (laughs) How new is Old Arietta? Oh. Oh. I don't know. (gasps) If it's like, if it's early European colonization or is it remnants of Native American tribes, I wonder. It's a curious little part of the town's history, one that we covered briefly in the third grade. Puritan rejects from New Hampshire settled the town in 1689, led by a man named Luke Henry. No one knows why they left their first settlement in New Hampshire, or else the reason's never been interesting enough to be worth mentioning. Either way, they planted their flag on the land, which was located at the very edge of a valley at the foot of the Adirondacks. Water collected in the valley and created a festering marshland overgrowth over marshland overgrown with just about every kind of tree you can find in new england beech oak ash maple fir pine you name it and you I did uh-huh. i don't like the
2: word festering because it implies that um it's kind of nasty but uh do you think this is real or do you think he made this up
0: it's hard
3: it's yeah uh it's it, hard it to could tell be. and that's that's shows strong writing i could yeah. totally believe this happening Same. yeah me too
0: it, it's such- that's one thing. That's one thing. Uh, Prass is very good at. I found with his writing before is yeah. when it comes to like grounding a thing in in reality. I think he does a good job doing that. Same. Mm-hmm. Like getting it, that basis before something fantastical happens.
3: It's likely a mixture of both. Like some of this is true, and some of this is fabricated as far as names or something.
0: Yeah. No, I, I dig that. Like having it be a small town in a um, in a real setting too helps a lot. Like for yeah. couching it in in that. Uh, I wanted to go there because I was feeling rebellious. I wanted to do everything in my oh so limited power to strike at them in the same way they struck at me every time they fought. People in Arietta don't go to the old village, and they most certainly don't go to the marsh within the valley. If you ask my third grade teacher, she'd tell you that because the, that the reason the, yeah. She'd tell you that the reason the people of old Arietta left was because of the small smell of the swamp, and because the townspeople feared disease. I suppose mm. those- I suppose those things could be true on their own, but that's not why they left. I didn't learn the real reason until I was at a friend's house for her birthday. I was stay- staying the night along with five other girls, and her older sister de- uh, deemed to tell us the real reason why the original settlers left Old Arrieta. Why the older folks in town, the principal, of the high school, the butcher, the deacon at church, don't, talk, don't like to talk about the part of the town's history, and why people don't take the trail that leads east from Otter Lake.
3: I'm ah. getting Stephen King vibes, but I bet you that Prass is going to do it a lot better than Stephen King. Oh
1: yeah,
0: there's going to be a pet cemetery, but it's going to be better than yeah. Pet cemetery. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's feeling like
3: that. <laughs>
0: yeah, awesome.
3: But I have faith in Prass's abilities because he has written very, very good stories in the he past. sure? Yeah. He sure I has. think
2: are maybe too close to the author because I'm not. I'm not picturing a woman. I keep going. Oh, oh, this is a story by a girl. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it is still a little. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Well. It's a I woman... no,
3: once it was revealed, it hasn't left my mind. Really? It was, okay. Yeah.
2: It was a woman who's looking back at when she was twelve. So yeah, it, right, right. Well, no, I get that. I'm just saying, I, I, I'm not getting that, and I think it's because I know that Pross wrote this, and not because of the story. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, good point.
0: But I, is the is yeah. the voice different enough yet that you can differentiate it? That's the thing. If you were to divorce that idea, would you, would you still find the? Uh... I don't know. That's I don't know. Hmm.
1: That is a tricky anyway, thing. I, and th- I mean, that's always a tough thing when you know
2: who the writer is.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, maybe we can see what happens as we go further, see if we you, kind okay. of... Okay.
2: It was the sleepwalking. A few days after the town was built, men began to get out of bed and walk in their sleep. They'd be caught by their wives or by a light sleeping neighbor before they could get very far. <laughs> <laughs> why are you... Ben, why are you out of bed? Why are you... I was sleepwalking. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'd be caught by their wives Or by a light sleeping neighbor Before they could get very far But all of them were heading out in the same direction Toward the valley and the marsh When the men were woke and each one said that they were They saw the same thing They all saw the
0: twins Dun
1: dun dun Ooh,
0: There's the title There's bog, the bog. title
1: The twins so they said Were a pair of beautiful women Who lived deep in the bog in the
3: Oh uh, yeah Bog women
0: <laughs> well, you know, mud baths are supposed to be good for your skin, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Them boggy beauties. Yep. <laughs> Them
1: bo- mm. boggy beauties. I love this.
0: <laughs> Bog- Not when I'm drinking.
3: Boggy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: In the very center of the valley by an ancient oak tree, both of the twins had the fairest skin they'd ever seen and drapes of hair as red as autumn leaves, which covered their faces and reached past their waists. They wore no clothes and sang with sweet voices that hummed and rang like glasses of water played by a human finger. Okay. That's cool. That's a cool cool detail. The twins sang to the men while they slept, calling them by name and compelling them to enter the marsh in the dead of
3: night. Mm. Now I'm just thinking about our brother we're out, though oh wow
0: yeah i haven't thought about that in a while but dang got that one scene with the sirens yeah that that, that, that thing's also drip, dripping with kind of the lo- local color too oh know? yeah yeah uh, as
3: would be expected the puritan townsfolk feared the worst witchcraft <laughs> they prayed to god and to jesus and to the holy ghost <laughs> and to whatever else they thought might guard them against black magic The pastor blessed every building in town and recited several psalms at the town entrance to ward against dark forces. The townsfolk dreaded to enter the marsh. To ward
2: against sleeping?
3: Yes. Everybody just has to stay awake. (laughs) And this won't be a problem anymore. Drink your coffee. The townsfolk dreaded to enter the marsh, knowing full well that such a place is dangerous even without the threat of witches. So they put their faith in God to protect them. Oh, fools. (laughs) Mm. God can't help you now. (laughs) This is bog country.
2: This is bog. No, the boggy beauties are coming to play in our in our uh, saloon.
0: Well, who do you think swamp grandma has any sway here? The contrarian thing would be, well, who do you think created those boggy beauties? God, God,
2: a Jesus. Honestly, no sleepwalking men.
3: They, they, Why were you sleepwalking out in the middle of the night? Uh, Two witches, they're naked and, yeah. Two naked we're witches. N- yeah,
2: yeah, human fingers, man, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, ever hear, you ever hear the sound a glass of water makes when it's played by a human finger? <laughs> Bo, what are you talking about? What the hell is glass? <laughs> all of their faith was answered with nightmares to all in town. Every man, woman, and child suffered the same terrible dream that night. The twins came to them, but not as a pair of beautiful women. Instead, the twins rampaged through their dreams of the town as a two-headed black mare, each head with a mane of smoke. The head of the left, wa- awesome. Oh, that's so cool. The head of the left was missing its left eye, and the condition and the condition was re- reversed. No, no, and no. the right eye blazed with furious red light, like a ruby held aloft at sunset. On the right head, the condition was reversed. They no longer sang in sweet tones. They shouted and shrieked. At uh, the sleeping townspeople with voices like knives cutting glass.
2: Okay, so now I have questions for press uh, because, like, is this recorded somewhere? Is this recorded in individual journals, or did one town, like, a uh, scribe person, write all this down as everybody's supposed memory? Like- it doesn't
3: this- matter, or is because this the teacher told them? Yeah.
0: Oh, this is just yeah. or or the the person at the sleepover I think did that too. Yeah. Like this is this is all very like this is all very like oh, now come come here i'm gonna tell you a story you know that kind of thing
1: but it's but it's like isn't it like a little girl but it
0: sounds it's a slum- it was a 12 year olds or some slumber party it was oh is in- that
2: what it said in the story
1: yeah. originally
0: yeah th- this is our our, our narrator oh, learned about this while okay. she was at a slumber all right. party all oh,
2: Okay, i got you i got you
0: and that they were like oh you want to know the real reason no one goes out there because the twins the legend got of the me. twins, yes Squirty, scary <laughs> Uh, and that explains why there, there's so many references. This does sound like how someone would tell it dramatically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It does
1: have a campfire story sound to it. I
0: like it. I mean, the two-headed the two-headed nightmare horse is pretty rad. A nightmare,
1: literal
0: nightmare. The literal, nightmare. Nightmare. The literal <laughs> nightmare in all her ninefold. Those that woke could hear sounds coming from the marsh: the anguish calls of many woodland beasts, the howling of wolves, the snarling of catamounts, the roaring of bears. And the tortured cries of creatures which no person could name. This,
3: again, this is Press's skill. This could be based off of a real um, campfire myth, urban legend from the early uh, colonial days, like Rip Van Winkle era stuff. Mm-hmm. It just has the same beats and the fantastic imagery. It's mm-hmm. really
0: cool. Like, I like really the witch like it. Or something. Yeah, man. Yeah. Getting some it's really good, getting some Irving vibes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um.
2: The townsfolk knew then that there was nothing they could do against the power of the twins, so they left. They <laughs> took what they could, left behind what they couldn't, and set off westward, away from the unholy bog and the witches that dwelt within its festering heart. The town, uh, with the town of New Dover abandoned to the mercy of the swamp, Luke Henry. And his followers settled in Newtown, which would become Arietta.
3: Look, I know we just got here, but the bog's haunted, so well, that or we need to stop
0: drinking this bog water. Honestly, it's making us God <laughs> told to me, to
2: you know, leave this bog behind.
1: I don't feel like this would be like a story though that would be like glazed over. Be in people in like the nineties or whatever. Would be like hush hush about this would be something that people would be like dude have you heard about this weird fucking history we have that's why we don't live in that bog area anymore not that it's well
0: it could be that thing that they explain away with like you know like you know how they like now nowadays they they think that the the salem witch trials and a lot of the the witch craze in that massachusetts area was caused by rye ergot yeah like um it could be some I suspect it's
1: a it's a so ergot's like a mushroom is it? it's, it's a it's
0: a fungus uh, or a uh, spore it grows in rye bread or in in it can it grows among rye and because rye bread was such a prominent part of like a new England like Puritan New England diet they think that some people started suffering hallucinations because of consumption of ergot it's also okay. one of my favorite legal legend champions Well,
2: this <laughs> bog also sounds like a terrible place to like for like for similar reasons because the water is probably poisoned who knows what's growing there
0: yeah i was was gonna argue it could be don't drink the water and this is all hallucinations
2: this is all just probably this could be a later cautionary tale told to people to keep them away from the bog so that they don't transmit diseases Yeah. yeah
1: right i i believe it more like if like the dot like a teacher told them or a mother told them. I don't understand why teachers and mothers would be hush hush about that. Why she would hear. I mean, she could hear from like a. Uh, from the. from a sleepover, but I don't understand why. But more like. because more like, the know- women
2: are prettier than them. Well, I, I, <laughs> well, I feel like.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like teachers and, and other authority figures in the 90s would have been more like, eh, that's just a story. Concentrate on, you know, things. Yeah.
1: Child. I, but I feel like that's something like. If there's that sort of legend, like look at, um, there's other famous legend stories out there, like, uh, my goodness, uh, what's, cause this one also sort of reminds me of, um, why am I blinking? Uh, describe it. Uh, town suddenly disappears. Roanoke? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a weird sort of like thing that happened in their history. Same, similar to maybe, uh, then again, it is. Disa- Go ahead. Or
2: maybe people started to have really bad diarrhea. <laughs> and they just Needed to leave.
0: Well, remember, you know, it, New England, man, it's a weird place with weird, spooky stuff happened all throughout its history. Every so, person I, mean, I know
1: that's lived in New England is like, "Oh no, this place is creepy as hell."
3: <laughs> well, especially in places like the Adirondacks, the huge, very isolationist communities that exist in New England mountain ranges, like it's 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 just a thing. It just comes with the territory, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah um, I mean uh, think
3: about totally. where do those, those freaking hillbillies live
1: Oh, uh, uh, you mean, uh, yeah, been, bro, I know what you're talking a- Appalachia
3: yeah Appalachia like that place is straight up 50 years behind everyone else and it's in the middle of America almost you know like it's just small, that happens a small
1: town really small towns like this one tend to be like whenever I visit my ever I did visit my mom's small town like yeah. it's weirdly kind of 20 years back like uh, right. I visited only a few years ago, and I'm like, why is everybody dressed like the early 2000s? This is, and like, looked like, <laughs> they looked like something out of MySpace, all the teenagers did. It was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's, that's surreal. Uh, whose paragraph are we on? I think it's, Who? I think okay. it's you. I don't oh, suppose
1: Abby. you believe this story. Oh, is, uh.
0: that, is, that, is that, who's, me? Yeah, yeah
1: it's oh. Kayla. I don't suppose you believe the story. I know that I wouldn't if I was in your place. I'm not asking you to believe in anything. Not just yet. We are still some time away from the truth of the matter. You may feel hurt or insulted that I've taken so much time to tell you what amounts to a ghost story. But before I continue, please know that this is not to diminish your pain. What I'm saying and what I'm, a, what I am to do will sound insane to you, no doubt. All I can tell you is what happened to me. What I'm I saw. Push you in bog water. <laughs> yeah. Drink the bog water. Be cleansed
0: by the bog. <laughs> what I
1: saw. What I felt. It may have some bearing on you, and if there is any good in the world left for us, then what I'm about to tell you will provide the framework for your cure.
0: I didn't take much with me when I left home, since I wasn't actually planning on being gone for that long. We were all campers growing up, so I knew what basic supplies to take. A flashlight, some blankets, a pocket knife, some snacks, and a bottle of water, all stuffed into my backpack. I left while my my parents were were out a meeting with their divorce lawyers, making my way toward Otter Lake. Then down the path toward uh, down the path leading east and to the remains of old Arietta, I looked. It looked just as I described it earlier. F the wooden archway marking the entrance of the town, I'm it reading. Was, I'm reading it as it says. I'm reading it as it says. What af- is
2: it? F? Af- it's at.
1: I think it's, it's a supposed miss- be at. Oh, it. That's oh, an oh, F instead okay, of a T. Right. Just a ty-
0: it, it's a typo. Yeah, as fuck the wooden archway. As <laughs> fuck the wooden archway. Uh, there was a wooden sign with words carved in its surface with a knife. Turn back. For here lie forever, the dead and the damned.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: Hell yeah. That's metal shit.
2: A chill ran up my spine, no doubt in part because of the brisk autumn air and the dark clouds hanging overhead. They were light gray and growing darker as the sun behind them moved further to the west. I moved through the center of the town, admiring the rotting wood, pools, and crumbling stone. It was real all right. Which opened my young mind to the possibilities. What else of what I was told was real?
4: Mm-hmm. Ooh.
1: A little ways down the path leading out of town I saw the trees looming over me, enormous firs bigger than any try tri- tree?
3: Uh, maybe I don't
1: know. I've ever seen. Among their lower ranks of needle covered branches, dense shrubs and ferns grew in the thick in thick layers all over the forest floor. Even from the outside, I could hear the sounds of the marsh, the crickets chirping between long intervals of quiet, and the racketous chorus of spring peepers, who were paradoxically singing in the fall. (laughs) It was already fairly dark, uh, um, it was already fairly dark standing there, but looking into the woods, I couldn't see past four or five trees. If it was the forest, or if it was the forest were several- It it, it was was if, if, it
3: was- As if, if.
1: It was yeah. as if, yeah. As if. It should be as if, but it says, it was if the forest were several hours ahead to the rest of the world and was already close to midnight. I took my flashlight out of my backpack and switched it on, but its feeble beam of light couldn't penetrate very far into the shadow of the forest. I Before I took my first step inside, I called to my mind some words of advice I'd heard at my friend's sleepover. You, Oh, no, no, that's Abby.
3: You will see things in the bog and you will hear things. They are not real. They are shadows and dreams, and they cannot hurt you. But if you heed them, then harm of some sort will befall you.
0: So, la 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 la, I'm not listening.
3: (laughs) The bog women can't hurt you. Meanwhile, the bog women.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The
1: twins. The bog twins. The bog beauties. Boggy beauty. Sorry, that's for preco. The boggy bathing (laughs) beauties.
0: Uh, the, this, we did say earlier, this was going to be a voluptuous episode of undercooked analysis. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely saying mm-hmm. these That's, naked uh, Well,
2: women, we didn't know how true those words would be. I, I know. But if they
0: turn into a two-headed horse, can a two-headed horse also be voluptuous? Look. Describe hey, oh yeah. this voluptuous. Have
2: you looked at a horse's butt?
0: <laughs> That's a big flank.
1: <laughs> I know this was a press written story because he says that their hair is the color of autumn. Like you, he has a thing for redheads. He's told me this. Well, he
0: and I both uh, have the biggest crush on Karen Gillan. So, yeah. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> Watch. Our celebrity,
0: hey, we have a shared celebrity crush.
1: He, Abby, take a drink if Karen Gillan gets mentioned in this.
0: <laughs> I can't drink tonight. I'm, getting, work I'm kidding, work tomorrow. I'm mm. kidding. <laughs> Those words are from Simon Ainsworth, the only man known to ha- ever have entered the marsh and returned. With the town of New Dover soon to be called Old Arietta abandoned to the mercy of the swamp, Luke Henry and his followers settled a new town, which would become Arietta for thirty years. He already
2: said all this. Oh wait, did we? No, no, no. You're you, no. He already said all this in the story.
3: So yeah, so well, it's, all,
2: it, it's kind of repeating himself.
3: It's it's helpful, I think, to circle back though a little bit. Okay. Um,
1: I can. You know what? I'm with. I'm gonna go with Paprika. I think that some of this could be like cut out like uh, this
2: is like the third time he's mentioned that this is old Arietta and New Dover. Like, well we but we okay, didn't establish
3: who Luke Henry was before being introduced to Arietta. So this is kind we of did, like,
2: like we he already established Luke Henry was the founder yes, of the town. Yes,
3: but after mentioning New Dover and Old Arietta. Okay, and then well I'm he just saying like to, this is
2: like the fourth or like entirely these, these facts are coming back a number of times. No, this I'm is the first that.
3: time that we were told that Luke Henry Moved on from whatever to establish old Arietta, or maybe the second time at most.
0: But this, it's, I, I, I think it's this is the second time. time. This is the second time we've yeah. been told that Luke Henry left to yeah. establish we already had like we, we, we started with
3: the Protag's um, childhood, and then we went into the old history, so we went even back farther in time, and now we're actually getting caught up to when Arietta became a thing. I think it actually is helpful to put this in here because okay. it kind of right. reestablishes where I am in this timeline.
1: It could be it shortened a little bit, though. I think this sentence could have been easily shortened to, um, yeah. uh, or this doesn't have to be a long paragraph. At least yeah. it could be a quick reference. I, but I don't. Yeah, we. It's been said many times. Yes, it was um, made
0: over. But I mean, uh-huh. but I mean, let me let me at at least, at least finish I, the I, paragraph. I'm, I'm, I'm
1: kind of with Paprika on this one, but um, yeah, not, the story yeah. is still good. It's still real, well, really well written. But
0: uh, but for thirty years, the their new village flourished. It never grew very big, but its people were healthy. And the horror of the old town was nothing more than an unhappy memory among the oldest residents. Then everything changed when the Fire Nation <laughs>
2: <laughs> That uh, That's the way it was for 20 years, until the town was hit with the devastating epidemic of yellow fever. Mm-hmm. They tried everything they could from prayer to leeches to Indian remedies, but nothing could stop them from spreading from spread, the spread of the fever.
0: Nothing could stop from spreading that peanut butter.
2: Not actual medicine, though.
0: No, mm-hmm. no, things
2: became more desperate as time went on. When nearly half, well, I guess this is super history. So
0: yeah, This, is, this is only this is only twenty years after the events of the. This right. is after they abandoned right. the marsh. Yeah.
2: Okay. So when nearly half of the town had fallen victim. Uh, Things became more desperate as time went on When nearly half of the town had fallen victim It finally reached a point when Simon Ainsworth Came up with a mad solution to the problem Ainsworth was one of the men Who had been visited by the twins in his dreams And had been coaxed Into entering their realm While he slept The path they had laid out for him Was still there in his memory No matter how hard he had tried to forget it Knowing that kind of power they wielded He set off East towards the des- deserted rem- remnants of old Arietta and the cursed land beyond.
3: I gotta go back in the bog, you guys. Just, <laughs> we have, Simon, we have other really important problems
0: here. No, going back to the bog. Gotta, gotta get it on with the bog ba- beauties, those boggy, boggy beauties. beauties.
2: He just wants to take a healing mud bath.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> they know a thing or two about healing mud baths there. In, oh in the bog. my
2: god.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe a massage too. I, you know, there's two of them. They probably give massages at the same time. Kinky.
1: No one knows the full story of what Ainsworth saw in that place, but to everyone's surprise, he came back. When he did, he brought with him a small wooden bowl filled with a special elixir. A wooden bowl. Okay. Uh he had all who were He whittled sick. it. He whittled <laughs> it. Oh, well. I was at the bog, I was whittling my bowl. Maybe. He
0: done conjured it. <laughs> uh
1: he had all who were sick drink from it once, but by the next day the fever was all but gone. Oh, and by the next, why did you say butt by? Because
0: the, there's a butt coming up.
1: Yeah, but... A
0: big butt on a horse. But Gone.
1: <laughs> but through the though, but not though. But though the plague had ended, the people did not celebrate. First, Simon Ainsworth had said that he had to go back, and this time he wouldn't return. See, he had made a deal with the twins. They gave him the medicine he needed, and in exchange, he promised to live with them by the ancient oak tree in the heart of the valley. We gotta he go back,
2: Kate.
0: Kate, he became their got,
2: sex slave. I was just gonna say.
1: We
0: got. We gotta go back. We gotta go back.
3: Simon, yay! Finally, you can be with your wife and children again. in school. Yeah, about that, <laughs> I gotta go back to the bog. <laughs> uh, I'm not coming back.
4: <laughs>
0: That's look. Healthcare just ain't that a big point in this country. So uh, you know, it's <laughs> either that it or give him a firstborn.
1: And uh, I mean, these are twins. Tell, I mean.
0: Good looking. Twins. twins, twins. That's all he has to say. Like, but Simon, you've got a, you've got a wife and and, and she, kids. He just turns around. Twins, four that titties. Was the last we saw, four Simon.
1: <laughs> four titties, two vaginas. <laughs>
3: <It> <laughs> is. Red hair everywhere.
0: Right on top, they fire have her down Red below.
3: hair on their feet. <laughs> oh my god. giant hobbits perhaps you're beginning to see the method to my madness but before you take me for mad let me at least explain why i believe in all this strongly enough to turn it to turn to it for your sake i didn't feel any immediate difference when i stepped across the threshold of shadow and officially entered the threshold of shadow and officially entered the realm of the twins i guess i half expected the twins to jump out from behind a tree naked and all The idea actually made me laugh and how ridiculous it was, but that would be the last time I laughed while in those trees.
0: Naked surprise! Wait, they aren't dead? Naked surprise? (laughs) 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 I had been so absorbed in the mystique of the marsh that I had put my parents out of my mind, but for the first several minutes following the path down into the valley, that sense of titillation...
1: titillation,
0: ...began to wear off. Uh...
1: This is a twelve year old girl.
0: This is a twelve year old girl. the, yeah. the no. idea of being of wandering into a mystical landscape where magical twins that turn into two headed horses live. This is an adult recalling things about being a twelve year old.
1: And she uses the word titillation.
0: This is a, an adult using like the word titillation adult? to describe uh, okay. how she felt when she was twelve. Sure. But titillation anyway. <laughs> began to wear off. And I wander I wondered if they had gotten home yet. Was it just then? It, was it just then dawning on them that they'd driven away their only daughter and that she was now wandering the wilderness all alone at nightfall? It gave me a kind of bitter joy to think of them panicking at my disappearance. I tried to imagine how mortified they might be if they realized where I had gone. I snapped out of it. I snapped out of my thoughts and back to where I was when I stepped down into a te- tepid pool of frigid water. Ugh. I aimed my flashlight downwards to get tepid her better. Tepid
2: or frigid? Because those are both temperatures.
0: Yeah. Wait. Mm-hmm.
2: I think he was
1: trying to say...
0: Stagnant? Are you thinking stagnant? Maybe
2: he wants it,
1: like, shallow. Maybe shallow might be...
0: Could be. I aimed my flashlight towards to get a better look at the spot where I had put my foot. The surface was coated in a film of green algae, and when I pulled my foot out of the water, my sneaker was covered in brown sludge. The shock was so great that my teeth began to chatter. Waving my flashlight around, I tried to see if there was another, drier way forward, but to no avail. I hadn't simply stepped into a standalone puddle. This was the marsh. Oh, no. I really, really hope you didn't get that way there weren't leeches in there.
2: I took another step, and my other foot met the icy waters of the swamp, going up past my ankles. Why? Why would you... Poor Kay.
0: Poor, K. Poor K. <laughs>
2: Oh. <laughs> when I took a third step, I saw something leap away from my foot and into the muddy water. I didn't get a good look at it, but based on the size, the creature in question had to be a bullfrog. I thought it was strange. Usually the frogs had all gone to sleep for the winter by this point, and I'd have thought it were it true here, given how cold the water was. But then I remembered more words from Simon Ainsworth. Okay, why is she going into the bar? Yeah, why the hell yeah. is she? She and, just said the water was tepid and frigid, but frigid, and pulled and, her and, foot out, and then and stuck her whole foot in. Well,
1: another thing, too, is she's just doing it to run away. There's no reason to continue on to the marsh. It, it's, right.
2: Maybe that's we're meant to pick up on that, but we'll have to read to find out, I guess. Yeah,
1: let's
0: see.
2: But,
1: yeah, I think, uh, also, why would she be wearing sneakers if she knew she was going into a
2: marsh? Well, I'm sure she'd wear shoes going camping.
1: Yeah, but, but wouldn't it be, like, if she knew she was going into the marsh, like, this was her plan all along?
0: Did she want to get far enough out that, out was that her, her, her parents wouldn't think to look for her there?
2: So the, the phrase was I snapped out of my thoughts and back where I was when I stepped down into a pool of tepid a tepid pool of frigid water. So she I think uh, she stumped she kind of wandered into the marsh.
0: Yeah, I think that that makes and sense. I know that that it says there's
1: no way to go forward, but why does she need to go forward? Isn't it just to scare her parents?
2: I mean, I there why like.
0: Why she, go further?
1: Why go further?
0: Unless she's now. Oh, it at this says point.
2: I hadn't simply sta- Okay, I hadn't stepped into a puddle. Okay, this was the marsh, and so she steps forward into the marsh. Okay,
3: I, so by accident. Okay, that okay. Makes sense.
2: Well, yeah, but as to why she's still walking into the marsh, yeah, that might be just
3: him. aimlessly, like thinking and walking. Yeah, yeah like.
2: but that could have been, been This could be
1: explained.
0: Sure. Yeah, sure. That thing, sure. Her, that thing her her
2: were like her feet are cold. Her sneakers are now wet and covered in mud. And the shock was so great that her teeth began to shatter.
0: Yeah. I, I
1: think by that point, you, you there needs to be a better reason why she would start. Unless watering. she's
0: like actually kind of turned around at that point, I think that it could be made clearer because like um, you ever there. Okay, so this reminds me of an incident I remember hearing about historically about uh, like an early um, polar, like North Pole polar re- research station. Where um, they uh, – someone had – you know they, they had a bunker and one of the guides was there by himself for a long period and they have a guide rope because it's like dark and, and blizzardy a lot, you know? So they, the, I remember very distinctly the line, I was thinking of something or another and when I put my hand down, I couldn't find the guide rope. It was pitch dark and I didn't know how far maybe I'd wandered. And then, like, you know, eventually they they used a strategy tactic to find the rope again or find the base using a snow mound as, like, a guide for as far as they could see. And then uh, – but the thing that always sticks with me is, like, to think I-, I could have died out there in the snow and all because I was daydreaming.
1: Mm-hmm. That, that could be made a little more clear. Yeah,
0: I'm just saying, like, the idea that it's not – it's not that – it's not that unusual for someone to have lost their sense of where they are just because they're they're in their own head thinking about stuff. But the, the, so it beast be seen suddenly like, and then the next thing I knew, I was like ankle deep in this bog, and I realized I had wandered too far.
2: But and that's God. not what they said. They no. said no, I'm I took saying, another I'm saying, step.
0: But I'm saying that's one way this could be made yeah. it could be made a oh, little okay. bit more believable. Yeah, yeah. That's my argument.
2: Yeah, that, and then they're
1: like, I try to look around, I, and it got too dark. I got... They, well, but that can be. Well, let's let's like keep had reading. Like how
2: she wore waterproof boots and then found out that the water was starting to puddle and look down. Yeah, or we still something? got
3: five pages to go, so let's keep reading. Yeah, yeah let's okay. Keep reading. Let's just let's just keep reading.
2: Yeah,
1: like it's again still a good story. I just think this part um, could be made to explain a little more clearer, like why she would continue.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe that'll actually happen too. I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyway, uh, who read the last the paragraph? Twins. I took another step. But icy waters. Akaia,
1: yeah. uh, oh, uh, the twins. Oh, from
0: the one in italics. The, t-
1: the twins see and hear all that goes on in the marsh. The frogs and toads are their eyes and ears. If you see a fat old bullfrog squatting in the mire, staring at you with those side face eyes of the of his, that's then that's the twins getting a good look at
3: you. <laughs> I scanned the area with my flashlight, looking for any frogs that might be looking my way. I couldn't find any and couldn't help but feel somewhat foolish, but my fears weren't entirely dissipated. There were still the hundreds of spring peepers calling from every corner of the marsh, and it wasn't very difficult at all to think that at least one of them might be watching me from some dark hole in the ground or in a tree
0: trunk. I was a good ways into the land of the twins at this point, and given the cold swamp water and the growing darkness, it would have made perfect sense to head back. Yeah, it had been at least a couple hours. And I'm sure my parents must have been sufficiently spooked by then. Anyone in their right mind would have done just that. But well, frankly, I don't think I was in my right mind. The memory is somewhat fuzzy, but I remember a very unusual feeling. It was like a kind of gleeful curiosity, almost like what a child feels while staring at colorfully wrapped presents under a Christmas tree. The shining, brilliantly patterned wrapping paper invites young onlookers to rip into it like hungry coyote, like a hungry coyote into a dead rabbit. The marsh had a similar effect on me, though I'm still not sure why. Every time I thought about heading back, it was as if a voice, quiet, distant, but nevertheless present, whispered to me, no, not yet. Just a few more steps. You might see something amazing. That's there okay. you go. Okay, but that needs, you go. Up, that
1: needs to be up higher then. That, that needs to be up higher. It, but
0: but then again, most people aren't going to be like us and spend like five minutes going. Oh, well, it <laughs> yeah, yeah. needs
1: to be like right after uh, she took her first step, and then kind of looked around.
0: I know what you're thinking. Yeah, Why did I keep bush. going? Yeah. Well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But <laughs> and now. after I oh go ahead. I-, I was just
2: gonna. Oh, well, I was gonna. Read. Go
1: yeah. No, I- I- no, all I was just gonna say is, basically, I think that's a good reason that should have been higher. That's all I'm saying. That's just reiterating my
2: point. And after I took a few more steps, the voice spoke again, not much further, just a little more, just up to that birch tree. All the while, night sank ever further onto the already blackened wilderness, uh, bathing the forest in shadow. My flashlight, which had seemed puny and hapless when I'd first turned it on, now looked positively pathetic, like its useless attempts to penetrate the dark was an insult to the march to the marsh, and I felt the dark closing in. Another huge bullfrog leaped from a small rock sitting in the water as I stepped beside it. I was startled and let go of my flashlight's handle. It fell clumsily into a puddle, its insides uh, filling with dirty water. It flickered a few times and then went out entirely. Oh no! Mm. Not
1: my flashlight. Not
0: the flashlight. (sighs)
1: That's when I felt the shift from an eerie sense of unease to full-fledged terror. I could see nothing at first and stood still in the mud as I waited for my eyes to adjust. It was a surprisingly quick process, as if everything around me took on a pale blue tint. Beneath the layers of crisscrossing branches, there was neither starlight nor moonlight. I looked beyond me and saw nothing but more marshland with no recognizable path back to where I'd come from. Only then did I realize the full extent of the situation which I had so stupidly created for myself. I was lost, alone, in the dark, in the middle of
2: the wild. I want to mm-hmm. know what happens.
0: Yeah, me too. I know
1: this is actually okay. It does get me interested. I'm like, I really want to know what's going to happen. I really am interested to know.
0: You got us baited, Mr. Prass.
3: I heard something. Something that made me hold so my breath. So much baiting in this bog. At first I thought it was a loon, with a taunting, mournful cry like something between a howl and a whine. But it kept rising up from somewhere far beyond the trees and turned inexplicably into a horrendous, otherworldly, maniacal chortle. It was like the strangeness of something profoundly inhuman attempting to mimic something as fundamentally human as laughter. I can't know for sure, but it felt like there was more than one. And they called to each other from desperate corners of the the marsh. Those terrible cackles ring from from miles to the north then the south. Uh, it should be then the south, I think. And then they came from the west, but they were no longer miles away. Now it sounded like they were hiding behind a nearby grove of trees not 200 feet from me. I spun around and caught my foot on something sticking out of the mire. I fell face first into a pile of something rank like a compost heap. When I pulled my dirt face out of it. (laughs) Dirty face, whoops. Dirt face! (laughs) face. (laughs) Pulled my dirty face out of it. I heard the sound again, even closer this time, just to the left. And then I clapped my hands over my ears as it screeched just inches away from my face. I gritted my teeth and shut my eyes, waiting for it to
0: end. Mm. When I no longer... Oh, yeah. When I no longer heard the muffled sound seeping between my fingers, I slowly released my ears and opened my eyes. Those sounds were so loud and so horrible that the monotonous background of peepers and crickets sounded like silence in comparison. There was nothing there but the Martian me.
2: Until I heard another sound, a very different sound. From just behind the trees in front of me, I heard something like the rush of a great wind exploding upwards into the sky and the flapping of uncountable uh, uncountable numbers of wings. It was as if a hundred million birds had all taken off instantly... And not that it is an exaggerated number. And no, that is not an exaggerated number. That is precisely how many it felt like. I coveted. I covered my head as if uh, the unseen swarm was about to swoop over me at any second, but it never did. It just kept rising upward through the trees until it was gone. Mm-hmm. Then it was truly.
1: Then it truly was silent. Even the frogs and the insects had ceased their calls. I don't know if I had ever experienced such a powerful silence before, or ever since. Even the indefinable ring that you can find in your ears when sitting still in a noiseless room was gone. Oh my god. Despite how awful the sounds sound, I had heard... Uh, despiteful... D- wow. Despite how off- awful the sounds I had heard were, this was all... S- my god, my mouth is not doing well. Oh, he
2: uses tongue-twisty language.
1: yeah. Despite how awful the sounds I had heard were, this was somehow worse, as if the entire universe was now holding its breath in anticipation of something unthinkably terrifying. Jesus Christ, cool.
0: Pras. <laughs> damn! Okay, I know I b-
1: basically, like, fumbled over those words, but damn, those, that's... Mm.
0: Are we sure that, um, Prass doesn't have a Lovecraft in his background? So like, so yeah. some connection?
3: Maybe. And just like that, there it was, the absolute worst possible sound that could have echoed throughout through those trees. I was not expecting it at any point up until then, but when I did hear it, my heart filled with dread that was colder than the water. My hands and feet were half submerged within the thick, oozing mud as I attempted to pull them out and get to my feet. I floundered miserably like a panicked salamander. All the while, the sound grew louder. Unlike the others, it didn't come from all around. It was coming from directly in front of me and moving along a steady course that was bringing it closer and closer with each passing second. It was the furious, relentless pounding of hooves against the waterlogged earth. It's the nightmares. Uh, oh, shit.
0: Shit. Oh, that's good. That's good. I like that. I like that. That's actually... the. Everything is, is, you know, surprisingly, just because it's all... There's no visuals. It's all based on sound and like, other senses. It does have a profound uh, a pretty good sense of building dread and mounting tension mm-hmm. yeah on here and i really the
2: language that. paints a picture it does yes.
0: when i was finally able to get myself on my hands and knees still figure fig, fig- uh, still figure fig- uh, still,
2: still f- figgy pudding
0: still figgy is there so much figgy pudding in this bog <laughs> is this where they always is this where they put the figgy pudding god it's figgy pudding just bog water yes
1: <laughs> it's corn grass can
0: confirm it's boggy beauty's figgy pudding. That sounds very unappealing. It does. Still fighting against the mud, crawling up my extremities. Ugh! <sighs> I looked out in front of me. My chest was heaving up and down. Each frantic breath exhaling a petrified cloud of hot mist. Through a pair of diverging trees, about fifty feet ahead, there was a pitch. There was a patch of pure black, untouched by the ble- blue hue of the rest of the surrounding marsh. The galloping hooves were coming from there. As I kneeled, totally frozen in place, I stared at that black spot. I had never seen darkness like that before, as it was a shade too dark for human eyes to register. But it didn't stay that way for too much longer. As the hooves grew even louder, something began to appear through the blackness. Wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. When, as I finally was able to get myself... Oh, okay, never mind. I was wondering when she was kneeling. I'm like, where did she... Yeah, so am I. She. because yeah, no, when I was finally able to get myself on my hands and knees, still, wait, still falling. Oh, she fell?
3: Yeah, she
0: she, qu- she fell um, into that compost heap or whatever. Yeah, uh, she, she tripped on something sticking out of the mire. That was the okay. line. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, as the hooves grew even louder, something began to appear through the blackness. Two small specks of pale red light which grew brighter and more vivid as they came even closer. Fuck! Hark! Hark! <laughs> uh, uh,
2: okay. I knew there was no chance I'd be able to escape what was coming. Even if I wasn't half-submerged in quicksand, I'd never be able to outrun it, to outrun them. Like the defenseless child that I was, I flung myself backwards into the mud, tucking my face against my chest and covering my head with my arms. I sobbed through the sound, uh, I sobbed, though the sound was drowned out by the charging creature approaching and hot tears wound their way down my cheeks. There was no time for regret. I was wholly consumed by the fact that this was the end. I was going to die.
1: I heard an obscene scream that cut my ears like broken glass and felt the displacement of air as something large leaped over me. Isn't it let...
0: It could be leaped. It's yeah, I think either it's way. either. Okay. Leapt is more like the old, the old way you'd do it. Exactly.
1: I could even somehow feel the shadow of the thing pass over my face. Then the shifting air swirled around me and rose up into the ceiling of winding limbs and branches. Wind rushed through the dried leaves, still clinging to their diminishing hosts. The desiccated flesh of the leaves stretched or scratched against each other, creating a prominent rustling, which rang through the forest. In the throes of terrified imagination, I could swear I heard the leaves whispering underneath the dry rustle.
3: No, not yet. Not ready. Ready, player one.
2: (laughs) This one's too young. She's not she hasn't reached sexual maturity. (laughs) She cannot be a
3: bog woman. Her hair isn't even past her shoulders. In terms of seconds and minutes. (laughs) That can be arranged. In terms of seconds and minutes, I don't know how long it took for me to uncurl from my fetal position and realize that I was alone again, and that the vociferous peepers and crickets had returned. I looked around me and saw no sign of the creature I knew had been coming. Indeed, there was no sign that any of the strange things I had seen, heard, or felt had happened. The grip of the mud against my legs slacked, and I was able to scramble pitifully to my feet, my clothes soaked with brown water and caked in clumps of dripping sludge. I saw something out of the corner of my eye, which caused me to yelp like a frightened dog and leap nearly five feet in the air. This something in question was my flashlight, which flickered to life and shone on the patch of ground behind me. In the beam of pale white light, I saw a trail of my footprints leading backwards away from where I stood. I was so filled with relief, I didn't care that they were most definitely not there the last time I looked. I backtracked through the marsh as quickly as I could and made it to the path that led through
0: the woods and out of the valley. Exient flashback, sort of. Yeah. Nice. Uh, in a sort of mindless stupor, I wandered through old Arietta and back down to the trail to Otter Lake. My legs carried me half-consciously toward home, as if there was any other place I could go to. Before I made it, a pair of brilliant white headlights filled my field of vision. I shielded my face against a sudden flood of bright light as my eyes were still accustomed to the night. I could finally see again, I realized that my mom had seized my hand and was pulling me toward the car all the while parading me for just about every reason she could find. It never occurred to them that I had tried to run away n no, I no doubt in part because they found me out on my found me on my way home, they had no idea why I had gone, and in that moment, I couldn't remember myself. I was just content to be away from that place Aw, you didn't even get to you didn't even your runaway attempt didn't even succeed. Bummer. No.
2: I want to hear her, like, have hot chocolate after that or
0: something.
2: Yeah, right? So, there you have it. That's the whole story of what happened to me. I know it's not much to ask that you believe me, especially given that I've already admitted to lying to you about one matter. I can't make you believe. All I can do is tell you what happened to me. The rest is up to you. But if you can at least give me this much credit, that even if I'm wrong, I am not disingenuous. These things happened, Whether or not they work or a pair of evil witches, uh, whether or not they are the work of a pair of evil witches, I saw things and heard things and felt things I've never been able to explain otherwise. If you can give me that much, then here is your hope.
0: I'm going to sell you on this uh, this, uh, hoodoo voodoo.
2: Well, I don't, honestly, if I were whoever assuming this is his... Can- her cancer um, husband uh, I'm not sure Words? Friend. <laughs> her friend with cancer her friend with nondescript cancer okay. um, I don't think I would be very convinced I mean something happened to you that scared the crap out of you when you were a kid out in the middle of nowhere and now you think you're going to give me a bowl of soup out of uh, wood and everything's gonna be okay
0: well
3: this is also as stated previously done out of desperation they feel like yeah. they have no other recourse so they're literally reaching as far back to their childhood and alleged supernatural stuff happening and it's not like so, it's i mean not like
0: hey if this if this what i experienced seemed so real to me then maybe the other story about the cure the cure uh from the bog could work mm-hmm. too. Right. So that's just, like, illustrating, like, I may not know if the cure exists, but I believe all this other stuff happened to me, therefore, can make that connection.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, Yeah, I get that you're supposed to do that. I'm just... I, as that person, would not be convinced, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, same. Three others have tried to enter the marsh and seek the aid of the
1: twins over the last few hundred years. None of them have returned. I don't know why they granted Simon Ainsworth's request. Maybe it was... Maybe it's because it was unselfish. One of the others that went to the twins was a man who was spur- who had been spurned by a- the woman he wanted to marry. He was hoping the twins would bewitch her. The other man wanted to buy back his property after it had been seized by the bank. No one knows the reasons of a- the third man, but I don't think it's a stretch to believe that he also had the self- selfish intent. It's a selfish to want the property that was seized by your bank? All right. if, uh, if you available.
2: don't pay, maybe. No,
1: that's yeah, true. Well-
3: I, I just mean, well, like, what if you lost? Your job?
2: Yeah, and you
0: can't pay, and the bank takes. The, there's out.
2: circumstances. They're, there, yeah, they're so
0: boggy, they're boggy bog women witches. They, uh, they don't, they don't deal with capitalism. They only care about matters of health and life and love. <laughs> I lost my house in the
3: foreclosure. What's a foreclosure? <laughs> well, you see, when you have a deed of trust and you need to get it ratified by the
1: if this is the case, then maybe the twins will take pity on us. Maybe they have the power to rid you of this particular rare, virulent, painful form of cancer. Ooh, jeez! Mm. Given the fact that we have reached the absolute end of rope, isn't it worth at least trying? <laughs> Damn. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah um. I have this now. I have this vision of like someone going to the twins and then just looking, going like. <laughs> You must just—you must let the free market run its course.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> no. It actually makes me.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, financial! Like they just give you really bad financial advice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Invest in penny stocks.
0: <laughs> Don't worry about Bitcoin.
3: Marry <laughs> your gold in the backyard.
4: What <laughs> <laughs> work?
3: I know it is, but not because I trust the twins. Simon Ainsworth warned against that much. Should you make it to the yoke to where the twins make their home, and do not trust to their goodwill. They have none. They are jealous and fickle, and their plans are not a man's plans. Well, no, they're women's. They'd be a woman's plans. Exactly. Their woman's plans is they,
2: to. They can't be trusted because they're women. God, get it right, up, isn't me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> get it right or pay the price.
2: They had to leave the whole town because women were there. I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> Ew! Cooties in the marsh! Run away!
4: <laughs> I'm, I'm still laughing at the fact
0: <laughs> What specifically, Kayla? This is a visual this is non-visual medium.
4: I know I'm sorry!
0: <laughs> but Kayla is dying. Like and, and it's amazing. And I'm trying to figure out what specifically <laughs> what it was that was said that got to you. <laughs>
3: well good thing it's David too. yeah um,
4: the twins is asking about a foreclosure
0: oh, oh okay was <laughs> hey, really funny what's a foreclosure Ah. <laughs> uh, okay I'm trying to stop no it's okay take David a breather has his own that's really good oh take a breather it's good Or or keep laughing it's okay you're allowed I have my own reasons for believing that the twins will cure you. Over the, la- I'm sorry. <laughs> Your laughter is infectious. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, it's <laughs> great. No, it's good. Uh, over the last several weeks, I have been having strange, frightening dreams about foreclosures. Sometimes they're just like normal <laughs> dreams, except for a few You're odd details. <laughs> All the dream plays out. I can hear a heart beating in the background, oh or God. see red lights shining from somewhere far off. Others are much more. Uh, literal i find myself back in the marsh hearing this and seeing the same things i saw then the most recent ones have gone a step farther i'm in the marsh but i'm not alone i'm with a man though he's hidden in shadow and i can't see his face but his voice seems familiar somehow as if i had heard it ages ago and then forgotten he speaks to me
2: you are ready he says ready for what i ask they saw you he says but you were not ready so they touched you uh. appropriately. Yeah, that's a little inappropriate yeah mm.
1: now here's my question this roles. is all in a letter format right yeah who why would you rate
2: this as a letter format this,
0: this, Wait, is, this?
2: It, is it a letter I feel like he's talking to the person is it a letter yeah this is it's
0: open with dear Jeffrey yeah oh yeah, uh,
2: yeah that's a good point that was the first my first paragraph was dear Jeffrey
4: yeah
2: I didn't need I to remember. ask who what does that mean I'm using a Tight ty- and nasally voice because I want to. <laughs> that's they that's- can see you and reach out to you no matter how far you travel. What do they want? You, why? Their plans are not a man's
3: plan. He's gonna be the third twin, calling it now. The- but they wouldn't be twins, then they'd be triplets. Well, okay, if we can have the three Norns and okay, all that, you can we can have, have
2: three. three sets of twins with triplets.
1: Uh, that's what I knew This was Simon Ainsworth There's some part of him, whether it's a ghost A visage, that is still trapped In the marsh, under the ownership of the twins He had been sent to relay this message to me
0: Interesting cool. he, continued.
3: he
1: continued Oh no, it's Abby's
0: Oh, I'm sorry
3: He continued, your husband's illness They will take it, but you must return now that you are ready What do I have to do? Get naked and grow your hair out
2: <laughs> <laughs> Learn about foreclosures. Teaching the real estate business.
3: They're very interested. <laughs> Corner the they stock market. They want to get into the short sell market.
0: <laughs> the housing oh. bubble never collapsed here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Come to the marsh to the oak. Their wedding. What if I refuse? Your husband's. Oh, it is her husband. Pain will know no end and no limit.
0: Oh, we just learned Yeesh. something. Mm. We're holding your husband hostage, effectively. Both with uh, b- uh, both because of the cancer and because <laughs> oh, of, and they,
2: and the, so they're not thinking the bog witches are going to cure him. It's a trait. It's they're holding him hostage. No, no, yeah. no, no,
3: no, no. Well, the, the cure will come, but no, there's no other way. Right,
2: to save. but if you refuse, then the pain your your husband's pain will know no end. They're holding him hostage.
0: Uh, sort of. It's like, hey, you were here once before, so here's the it, well, that would be insidious though if somehow the the Jeffrey's cancer was the result of this ancient oh, childhood sucks. encounter
1: oh damn it
0: that'd be brutal you can make that argument is all i'm saying well we were only in part one for all we know the big reveal is like by the way we gave your husband cancer part one. oh
3: that's true this is part
0: one yeah we're gonna have to oh, do it an- we'll do- the four of us got to do another episode five of us if uh is is sate is, oh. is still here lurking in yeah the shadows. yes yes do it, oh, oh. Say it's say it, meow. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Who put a cat
2: in this story?
1: Well, Sade in the shadows. Sade
0: put a Sade put a cat in this. I
1: remember story. I did that a while ago because I couldn't really join in, but I wanted to listen in. So I, was I remember
0: this. <laughs> yeah, you were there in spirit as well, so it's all good. So I, I mean, I, I have some thoughts, but I'll wait. We were we are pra- we have only got like I think like two paragraphs. Two paragraphs yeah. left. Every night he comes to me. I ask him the same questions, and he gives the same answers. There is no doubt in my mind what is to happen next. As I type these words, we are on our way to Arrieta. We'll check in with, your mo- with my mother, and then I must go. I have no reason to think that I will return, not if Ainsworth is my guide. I can only expect that my fate- Wait, if
1: Ainsworth is any guide. And
0: not Ainsworth is any guide, sorry. I've- I can only expect that my fate will be something like his, and that is not a comforting thought. Just thinking about it makes me feel like I have swallowed a po- pound of manure filled with maggots and worms. Ooh. But I can't stand to see you in pain anymore. I will trade my freedom for yours, if not gladly, then resolutely. Every moment I see you fighting uh, every, every moment I see you fighting the torture, it's like feeling my own strength wither away. As far as I can tell, there is only two paths left for us. One leads only to more suffering for both of us, and both is, uh, both its course and its destination are certain. But there is another path, a darker one I will assuredly never return from it But it may lead to your salvation Either way, there is no happy ending for me But you have a chance, however slim I'm willing to take it And once you find this note Then I can only pray that you'll forgive me for all of this Yes, this ten-page dossier that I'm giving <laughs> you
2: <laughs> If you're reading this, it means I'm gone I've met whatever the fate the twins have in store for me Hopefully this means your cancel cancer will soon be gone. If I dared presume it has gone, it was gone already. Goodbye, Jeffrey. My love for you is too great to be beaten back by the fear of the unknown and the undreamed. And if you simply concluded that I am completely and utterly insane, I can't begrudge you that. But at least you know that, for whatever delusions I may suffer, my love for you is stronger than them. I want you to be happy and to live the life you've always wanted. Share it with whomever y- makes you happiest. Forever yours, Cecilia Brown.
0: Wow. This is fucking good. I, I dig this. Where's yeah. the second one? It's not um, written the, yet. the, the where's second, the second one? one? The second one hasn't come to us yet.
1: We don't have the second one.
0: Hey, Prass. Know, Boo. Prass, I know you're listening, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> get on that shit right now. Although, uh, I will say, um I think you I think the story could benefit from some parts being, you know, maybe maybe uh trimmed down and tucked in a little bit.
4: Yeah. But
0: otherwise, I think that the the, the story, the language, like it's solid and I really I actually descriptive. like descriptive descriptive. I like it. I like it quite a bit.
1: I also like a lot of it's like we don't know if is real or if, if these legends are real, but he makes it sound like they're real. I and- don't think the legends
0: mm-hmm. are, but I definitely got it. But that's the the power of the suspension of disbelief. I could believe is real. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: And to make it even more interesting, this whole thing could be just from her mental state. Like, we don't know if, like...
0: Sure. If she actually saw a spooky coast horse in the bog,
1: exactly. So
0: she could be an unreliable narrator. We have no idea. That's true.
1: Like there, and that's a good part about this story too. I, and I like.
3: But it. it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter because it's written so interestingly, and so there's so much great imagery that who cares? It's you just know. just very well done.
0: Yeah, uh, the ones- there almost doesn't have to be a part two because it's kind of like this is left with that ambiguous kind of ending. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. True. I'm not just sure how a part two would be done. But this is labeled the twins part one. And so therefore, I'm like, so Prass has the intention to write a second part.
3: It would be weird to call it the twins and not have two parts. I can see. Oh. oh. Yeah.
1: my wa- My one's... My one thing is, I don't like the idea. Like she's writing a letter, you wouldn't write like I said. They, he said the
0: convers the, like the, the specifically the conversation bits.
2: Y- you could just say
1: <laughs> he, he has come to yeah. me.
0: He
2: has told me this.
0: I've had dreams. Where I nah, Simon the second bit.
2: I wouldn't expect the next bit to be a letter.
3: Well, we have no idea.
2: Well, why would you assume it'd be a letter? No,
1: I'm
3: just the first one is.
0: So
1: I, I'm not saying this, the second one's a letter. I'm just saying. The conversation does, shouldn't be in that letter. I think a,
0: he, she, the, the parts where it's it's two characters having a conversation is kind of awkward to write it, when you think of someone writing a letter. Because yeah. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with you there. But I mean, like, that's not about the. That's only that's that's a mild criticism of the first part yeah. or a critique of the first part. The, I feel like yeah. the second part could easily be. Well, who knows? I don't want to say. I don't want to even I project any idea of what I, a second part would be for this one. I I'll leave that to uh, to Pras because. Uh, it seems like he's got a good handle on this this uh, ghost story, this yes. m- legend, this uh, this um, sort of desperate. I'm going to have to rely on some weird real estate advice from these uh, twins, and also cure can that I can also cure cancer.
3: So <laughs> it's it's like it's like someone going to in- <clears throat> investigate Sleepy Hollow. It's just really really cool, really. I'm forgetting the term here, but um, that that genre of literature, and I really really like that.
2: This story like a- is like um, a, a genesis of a whole world. Mm-hmm. This whole town found like because he's not just introducing the twins; he's introducing this uh, the. The more uh, the the Mormon like guy, the the town starter, and then he's got the Simon Ainsworth guy, and those are two different people, right? Yeah,
4: it, it like, feels he's very Stephen King. A
2: and- lore, not just one monster of the week. Like there's, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, no, yeah. there's
0: layers. There's a there's and the-
2: then there's yeah, there's imagery as well because you have the the, the 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 nightmares, you have the boggy ladies you have uh the creatures of the bog other than them the sleep uh, you have that- this,
0: the, even little details like the sleepwalking and the uh you know like just
2: mm-hmm. simon ainsworth
1: himself is now a
2: monster in his own right so
1: yeah that's true yeah, true. yeah.
0: True. like the, the twins have a renfield it's yes. yeah it's ainsworth. some
2: dagon vibes and it just feels like a place where things happen
0: yeah it's like a force it's a force of nature
3: it Something yeah.
0: something old and hard to understand.
3: Yeah.
0: Which uh, is, I like those kind of stories. Oh,
3: Innsmouth. That's what I meant.
0: Uh, yeah, Innsmouth.
1: I rate this a uh, two Boggy Beauties.
0: Two out of two Boggy Beauties?
1: Two out of two Boggy Beauties.
3: Mm. Oh. I give this a uh, quiet title action out of a foreclosure.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not going to... That did make me laugh. For me. <laughs> right, that was...
0: <laughs> Good... That that was well played. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
4: what's
0: <laughs> she's packing it? <laughs> no, no I I'll stop. I'll stop. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Your laughter is amazing and beautiful. <laughs>
1: uh, what's your what's your?
0: Oh, uh, I will give this a um, I, I, I will give this a a knapsack full of saltine crackers and a thermos of tomato soup out of. Everything you need to run away from home for 15 minutes. Yay.
2: For 100 points, please. <laughs> uh, I will give this a really interesting plane ride where he wrote this letter. <laughs> where she wrote this letter.
3: <laughs> really long plane ride. Yeah. And Sade is typing.
2: Ooh. The you... Sade, Sade should be talking.
3: Well, Sade might be. Well, uh, I gave it
0: four titties. <laughs>
2: Four titties and two vaginas.
0: Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Prass, for uh, submitting the twins uh, part one. We Uh, eagerly await part two.
1: Uh, Before before I uh, and like, I'm going to give him a plug because he asked me to. Um, Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's right now trying to create a traveling uh, educational program specifically on uh, paleontology. Uh, this will center around like uh people being able to uh interact with real fossils and high quality casts. Um and he's trying to raise money for that. And there's uh two a uh, couple ways you could do that. One of them is you can donate to his PayPal at uh PMraptor98 at Cox dot net. We'll put that in the link or in the That'll show. be in the show notes. Thank you. Uh he also has uh two self published books. Um uh they're um I don't I, I want to say they're for children, but uh, they like, yes. uh, yeah,
0: or for children at heart. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, they're really int- it's really fascinating. It's about dinosaurs. It's called uh, his first one is Dinosaurs A through Z, Classic Dinosaurs, uh, Volume 1. Um, and you can get that on Amazon by it's under his name, Patrick Murphy. And uh, his second one is uh, also under his name, Patrick Murphy, which is uh, Dinosaurs A through Z, Dinosaur Oddities volume two hmm. and he wrote and did the artwork himself
0: for those so super cool
1: patrick is a talented bastard so
0: <laughs> yes, he is. uh and uh well hey uh, yeah definitely go check those things out and hey if you want to uh submit your own stories to uh undercooked analysis to be anal- to be uh you know torn to shreds or grossly Analyzed. complimented You can submit them, you can share them with us at midnightmarinera at gmail.com that is our email address and we will read them generally in the order they come in however, uh, please keep in mind that uh, patrons get first uh, priority when it comes to the stories we've already had a few submissions and we got a teeny bit of a backlog going on which is nice I want to thank everybody for their submissions so far. Uh, Please feel free to send more we are happy to read them and and discuss them on the show and uh, check out some of the other amazing podcasts here oh uh, a special request from our manager: uh, We want more. We want stories in Zach Baggins' POV.
1: <laughs> if you guys want to, if you, oh, there's a challenge. I don't think we'll make it a uh, story writing contest, but if you're up for the challenge, write a story in Zach Baggins' point of view. Uh,
0: speaking of writing challenges, Alan's uh, Alan's uh, writing challenge has uh, that wrapped up at the end of uh, December. Uh, we will be looking at the results of that fairly soon as well. That was an extra challenging one for yeah, a lot of people, but we did get a few submissions, so uh, we're going to be analyzing those and giving our uh, our final assessment. Hopefully, fairly soon when we can, you know, when we can get together and do a proper a proper read and, and evaluation. Uh, we'll have more writing challenges in the future, of course. Uh, but hey if you want to be first in line for a lot of these stories like i mentioned before there's the patreon we have extras including the choice dregs and hey if you just like the podcasts that we do besides undercooked analysis you can check out the other ones here on the creative horror network you've got podcasts like darkly lit and trick or track um you can check out the backlogs of the witching hour midnight Marinera is uh there as well we you can have access to that to the archives there and uh you know hopefully more shows coming in 2020 if all goes well we have a few uh, plans for some things i don't want to say too much yet but uh we want the network to continue to grow and be a robust i like the word robust a robust place for uh for con- for horror and spooky content in podcasts mm. that said i want to thank y'all for uh joining me for this one as usual
1: Paprika. you guys are awesome
0: yeah. Uh, thank you always have
1: fun on here
0: I'm glad and Sade, thank you for being here and listening in and offering your (laughs) occasion as a spooky spirit The spooky spirit meow (laughs) (laughs) thank you and uh, I guess until next time uh, don't go to the bog the bog will come to you
3: with an or do I mean it works for some people apparently
2: yeah it apparently cures cancer
0: (laughs) good evening intrepid listeners This is The Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinara, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at (laughs) CreativeHorror.com.